Welcome to the NL full-time promotion final special. We're here in Bristol. It's Torquay United versus Hartlepool. I'm Luke Edwards and Rob Worrell will be here alongside me as well. And we're going to be hearing all the build-up to the game. We're going to give you highlights as well throughout the game and get post-match reaction as well. We're going to try and grab some Torquay and Hartlepool fans before the game, maybe after the game as well. And obviously the reaction of the managers as well. So Rob, it's Sunday morning, we're on our way to get some breakfast and uh, the anticipation is building. We've seen a lot of Hartlepool fans, they've come down overnight, haven't they? Talkie fans are slowly making their way up here, but uh, you can just feel the atmosphere building. It feels slightly different because it's not at Wembley. Yeah, it's one of those weird things, we're in one of the top ten largest cities in England and yet an awful lot of people in Bristol don't seem to know what's going on and who, who are these people yeah, yeah. in the blue shirts and the yellow shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fascinating. I still can't call it. We talked about it almost a week ago. Uh, I still don't have a strong gut feeling who's going to prevail. Wonderful, wonderful story for whichever club does uh, win. As, as some gulls walk past us on the other side of the road, literally, uh, with the white uh, beaked hoods and the yellow shirts. Uh, full, they've gone full gull on us. It's, it's building nicely. Both sides have shown that they can win football matches however they need to win football matches I think in the playoffs alone Hartlepool have clearly shown that by uh, blitzing Bromley and then being really really solid and coming through a difficult tie against Stockport so um, yeah uh, I'd, if we can't decide what's going to happen Luke you think maybe no goals or one and extra time penalties I, th- I think another 3-2 but I don't know who to all we can really do is get the opinion of the fans that support those clubs. So it's the morning of the final and Luke and I have just come for a little cafe breakfast and been chatting to some lovely chaps that are here to support Torquay. So we've got Jeff and uh, his son, Matt, and uh, good friend, Keith, for many years. Oh, many years. That's right. And, um, and how many years have you been uh, watching the gulls? 62 years. <laughs> so he's a bit of a newbie. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a newbie. 62 years. And we were just saying prior to this recording that you've had some highs and lows, haven't you? You've had quite a lot of ups and downs, bouncing up and down all over the place. And we're going to have a high today as well. I'll say that very quietly. We're going to have a high today. And is that intuitive? Do you tend to get a gut feeling? I get a gut Could, feeling. Yeah. I get gut feelings like the last time when we played Notts County. Mm. We were getting slaughtered, basically. Mm. Sat with my brother and Jeff was nearby and another chap and they kept saying, sorry, Matt, we're in trouble, we're in trouble. I said, sit back and wait, sit back and wait, because they're, they're young, they're fit. Mm. And they played to the very end. Mm. And that was it. So you got a good day, feeling that... You- I think, I think we'll win 2-0. Well, there you go. I don't even yeah, ask, I need to ask you for a prediction. Jeff, what sort of a fan would you call yourself? Uh, uh, an optimist, a realist, a pessimistic optimist, or what? Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, optimistic, I think. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah. It's sort of hope. You know, you never know, do you, with these type of games. Hopefully we show up today. Um, there's been a bit of a struggle through toward, near Christmas where we had quite a few injuries and they've come back, you know, got the players back in now. There's one or two who haven't been on the bench, but it's all been kept quiet. You just don't know what to expect today, do you? How crucial do you think uh, Danny Wright will be? He was key in the semi-final, wasn't he? Very 
very yeah getting him back from injury yeah is a big he's the focal point isn't he he is that it's yeah he's got he's that experience that you need isn't it it's the old head bring on we've got young players there but he's one of those players who can sort of get them lifted hopefully so big 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 yeah well i've got to agree with that because i'm sure, i'm pretty sure i remember him banging in two or three at the ebb this season yeah um matt you're clearly the youngest of the three how old are you and and uh, when did you go to your first torquay game um, I was 17, but it must have been when I was about 7 or 8. But I remember the first game, like, I don't remember what team it was, but we was doing quite well. We was winning, I think, 3 or 4 nil. But I was so young, and I actually felt bad for the other team. So <laughs> I was kind of, I did feel bad. So I, was, so I kind of wanted them to at least get a goal, because I felt yeah. good for them. But, yeah. 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 You, you like yeah. their kit as well. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 yeah, I hope I'm not. Keith? Yes. Favourite Torquay players over the year? Can you reel a couple off for me? Well, I'm going to go back a bit. But I yeah. mentioned one called Robin Stubbs. Yeah. That's going back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Stubbsy and then Tommy Northcott. Yeah. This is old school, this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll go a bit newer when I go back over to Jeff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Well, no, no. At the present moment, Danny Wright. Yeah. And the boy on loan from Plymouth, Vando. Uh, yeah class of his own yeah good stuff good stuff yeah. i'm thinking back a few years and 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 yeah thinking back a few years and 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 to major moments in cup finals someone who played for both our clubs tim sills remember him the masked man yeah yeah, yeah. yeah tim sills um i've got to say mark lauren mark lauren fantastic player um he was one of those players um obviously he did like his beer and that but he was an honest player and he really came through the park football what a player tom kelly is so tom kelly you're going back into those teams in the 70s late 70s early 80s some really good and i think we was it then the goalkeeper um in the when we were bitten by the dog, it, I forget his name. Matt, you've had 10 years or so. Favourite Torquay players in that time? Um, I can't really remember a lot, of course, when I was younger, but I think this team, it has to be Whitfield. We've got a lot of pace with Little, we've got a lot of pace with Andrews and Talent, but I think as a whole as well, in, C, in the camp he'll be playing, he will be what yeah, hopefully would be the engine. And yeah. the it's, 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 it's really interesting, listeners, because Luke and I have watched Torquay a couple of times this season and I've been really impressed with Torquay's movement, especially in the midfield and Lemon Hay Evans, who we haven't yeah. even mentioned, yeah. the player of the yeah. season. Going back to the days when <laughs> the ex-Tottenham player managed Torquay. Yeah. And they brought this young boy on and, and he was getting real grief off the um, the opposite side, off the defenders, getting kicked off the park. Yeah. And what well, Cyril knows. Yeah. Cyril knows took him off. Yeah. And he got the big L, he was getting the grief and all this, that and the other. And Cyril Nose turned around and went to the crowd doing this sign. Ah. In other words, he's worth money. And that name happened to be Lee Sharp. Oh. <laughs> Played yeah. up there. And he went on to do what he yeah, did. Cyril Nose went, he's worth money. He's worth <laughs> yeah. money. And he wasn't wrong, was he? No, he wasn't. Thanks for sharing that story with us, Keith. And, and and uh, Jeff, Matt, Keith, enjoy the day today, and uh, yeah. uh, all the best yeah. for the coming for next season, whatever division yeah. you're in. Yeah. Brilliant, thank you. Thank you.
The Hartlepool team bus is just arriving, as you can hear, they're being greeted by the fans who are lining the streets here. There seems to be a massive, uh, massive um, difference in terms of fans. There seems to be about ten times more Hartlepool here, don't they? Well, I think that was to be expected because obviously most of them have come down overnight, but... We have seen so many that it starts to cross your mind. Hang on a minute. The more than 3,000 have come down here just for the experience, even though they can't get into the game. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's the unknown factor at the moment. But uh, listen, no, no, nothing against Torquay. If you live in Torquay, you've got an hour, hour and a half journey. makes sense to come up on the day. And I'm sure once we get in the stadium, the colour and the noise will be in uh, more equal proportions. So we're out on the street with the Hartlepool fans, it's just starting to rain, so it's a bad idea putting on a short sleeve shirt today, wasn't it? Uh, we're with a family of Hartlepool fans, we've got Carol here. Carol, how long have you been supporting the pools? Oh, all our lives, my dad was a... Oh, I won't ask you your age, I'm not, yeah. I won't be rude and do that. Long time, long time. <laughs> a long time. And how much success have you actually seen as a Hartlepool fan? Seen it all and seen, lost it all. You know, we've had money, and we've had yeah. no money. We've been bankrupt, and that's been it. You know, it's been hell of a journey, and things come along, and hopefully, you saved the club for us. You know, yeah. our chairman. So, Billy, you haven't had too many special moments like this, have you? No, 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 no. We missed the, the, the Cardiff playoffs. Obviously, we were watching the pub, but yeah. we've seen promotion. You know, but it's been up and down. We were owned by a multi-millionaire, and then he sold the club. We had no debts. And then we were owned by bandits, racked up debts, and we had to sort of clear our backs, you know, from begging and bulls and collecting money. That was it, you know. So we're not a bad team, you know. We, I think we should have had promotion without this lady, but Billy is Carol's brother. Now, who else we got? Harry's 11 today. 11. He bigged himself out. He told me 12 off air. Harry, how long have you been watching pools then? Uh, quite a long time. Um, yeah, I used to always come with my dad. Yeah. Seen a few relegations about then, have you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a big day for you then, isn't it? Yeah. Charlie, you're yeah. in the same boat, aren't you? Yeah. It's um, the atmosphere today is just, just amazing. Yeah. You, you, can hear, you can hear them in the background. Just yeah. when just when the players showed up in the bus, yeah. just everyone started cheering. It's just amazing. You must be pretty comp. What, what's your score prediction then? I think 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. Two nil. What do you think? Two one, yeah. Three Harry, oh, Reese. <laughs> one nil. One nil. One nil. And a quick word We've got with Neil, Neil as well. And Neil, as well. Yeah. Neil is Carol's nephew. Yeah. And uh, she spilled the beans. You're a headmaster, so you got to keep yourself in check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, how are you feeling? You're sort of mid, in between the ages, and so you'll have known a lot of the hard times at Hartlepool. Yeah, but this yeah. feels different, doesn't it? It does. It feels like you're on the way back up now after a number of years of kind of like getting over, getting relegation, and get you know realising that we have no right to go back up we've got to earn it um, so yeah so it feels like we're on the way back now been a tough uh, tough road and it certainly this season it's been a lot of up and downs hasn't it oh, it's been the longest season ever it just feels like it and uh, I don't know it's just kind of playoffs crept up on us really and um, yeah we're just we're firing now what was it like to get back in the ground in the last couple of three weeks to support, oh, yeah, they, to show them your love for them you know they've done so well without you yeah, the last home game, the atmosphere was unbelievable. And then the uh, playoff game against Bromley, I uh, three up in 20 minutes. The atmosphere was unbelievable. What's, so, your, yeah. what's your score prediction then? 2-0 uh, pools, uh, resorts. Resorts, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, great He's stuff. the man. Cheers. 
So we're inside Ashton Gate now, and he's tried to avoid us, but uh, we doubled back and we found uh, Adam Virgo in the foyer. Adam, we're looking forward to uh, quite a final, but what can we expect? Well, two very, very good sides that you always have a case that either side could really, really win today. In previous promotion finals, you know, maybe Tramir Bournewood, you kind of have a favourite coming into it, but. You know, both sides have had to work hard to, to get here. Torquay, I thought, showed a gritty, determined performance against Notts County. And I think Hartlepool's first-half performance against Bromley was arguably one of the best halves I've ever seen from a National League side. And then, tactically, they got it right against Stockport. were hard to break down. And, you know, Reese for me, has been the form player in the, in the playoffs. So you've got a genuine threat in goal-scoring attributes. But Danny Wright, back for Torquay, showed his impact of what he showed um, against Notts County with his two goals. It's so, so tight. Um, both sides have shown they can win football matches, however required. Gary Johnson, of course, has the inner knowledge that he's done it before. And Dave Challoner, who's second playoff in three years, he hasn't quite got across the line yet. Does that play a part? I think so. I think that can certainly have a huge factor in team selection, tactics, the build-up to the games, the psychology... But listen, they're two outstanding managers that um, whoever goes up fully deserves it because Dave has completely transformed Hartlepool into a very, very good football inside. And you see how far Gary Johnson has taken Torquay um, in a short period of time. So um, I think the managers, I've played in playoff finals or promotion finals, what it is today. The manager plays a huge part in the psychology of setting the players down, play the game and not the occasion. Um, but if I had to stick my neck on the line, I'd, I'll go for Torquay today. But it'll be a very tight game. And we've talked about the obvious threats at either end of Danny Wright and Reese Oates, who for me is the National League player of the season. But ultimately it's that kind of day where there's probably going to be an unexpected hero, the one that turns up and does it. That's just how it kind of goes in football, isn't it? Yep, I mean, that's, today is set for a hero. And we look at the, the obvious candidates that, that step up as, as they've done season uh, time after time in their careers. But this, this is a game of opportunity and chances. And... You saw the Stockport game um, against uh, sorry against um, Hartlepool. Game a few chances. Hartlepool took their chance. Um, but listen, this this is a game where you can be a hero and be remembered forever. Um, but there's there's attributes in this side defensively. You can look from set plays to be a, a key area. Um, but one I'm really really looking forward to. So we just got in and uh, me and Rob are sat down. We're on the very front row of the press box. We were told that the best seats in the house and they are Rob. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I came to Ashton Gate, I think, eight or nine years ago, um, and the place has been proper spruced up since. It's almost unrecognisable. I thought you were going to say you played here and scored here for a minute, and you like to brag about that. No, this is this is this is one of the 87 league grounds I haven't played and scored at, mate. But uh, no, I mean it's all set. Yeah, it's a fa- fantastic stadium. The- Fans have been allowed in now, so they're gradually dispersing in. The warm-ups are going to take place in about 10, 15 minutes. And uh, we can't wait. The atmosphere's building. So we're here in the press box at Ashton Gate. And uh, as has become tradition now, we must get a word with our colleagues from the non-league paper. Um, No better than the editor, Matt Matt Badcock and uh, Badders. Um, thank you, first of all, for your support of the podcast this season. But when it when the news broke about Ashton Gate, I think there was a little bit of feeling of flatness, but that's gone now. And this is a, a, a fitting setting for the National League final, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, 
I think uh, we always knew that it wasn't going to be going to be at Wembley because of the Euros and the way the season was um, was always uh, how this how the season was finishing and the, the timing because obviously the FA have to pretty much hand Wembley over to UEFA for the um, for the Euros that you sort of um, look at the pictures of uh, Ashton Gate when it when it was announced and you think actually well it's sort of like a you know it's a, undergone a lot of redevelopment over recent years you know we obviously walked around the concourse is great it's great outside it is you know I think. For the fans, obviously, yeah, they would like to go to Wembley, but this isn't a, a bad alternative. And really, what they're here to do today is see their team hopefully win, and that's kind of all that they'll, they'll care about. And Matt, you and I and your colleagues, we've sat in many, many empty stadiums over the last year, 18 months. It doesn't take any reminding for us to how special it is to have fans back in. Yeah, I think you think back to the sort of playoff final last year at Wembley between Harrogate and, and Notts County, and whilst it was a, a great game, it just wasn't the um, it wasn't the same. It sort of felt sort of from the media point of view, almost a bit awkward being there in some in some cases when fans are sort of giving all their you know lives up to their to their clubs. I think you noticed when we went to Wembley the other week for the FA Trophy and Vars Finals, just kind of what a difference having fans in the grounds making. I think we've seen that as well in the last sort of couple of games of the of the National League season. And even though it's not going to be as many as there as there possibly could be here today because of the restrictions, I, I still. Uh, wouldn't mind betting that the Hartlepool and Torquay fans make a make a big noise today. Fantastic preview of today in uh, the non-league paper and making the best of a, a tricky situation for yourselves because you wouldn't have the final on a Sunday if you could choose it, would you? Well, no, but it means I can enjoy it a bit more today, so yes. that's, that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so we still get um, we still get a good hit out of it and. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a great occasion. I mean, I think there was probably times during this season where you wondered if we'd get to this point with the kind of way things are unfolding COVID-wise and obviously coming from the financial, uh, well-documented issues that were going on. But we're here, there's fans in the ground. I think it's going to be a, hopefully a fantastic, fantastic game. And very, very tight to call. Yeah, I think I've got, we had Adam Virgo um, doing BT Sport comms today and he, in his column for us he sort of said you know actually this is one I really can't I really can't call I know we always sort of it's easy for us to sort of say that sometimes but this is so tired but I think you look at the way Torquay and, and Hartlepool have performed in the playoffs and it is really you know Hartlepool have, have, have come through two games to get here Torquay had a very tricky home game against Notts County where they were ahead and got pulled back and so that character to kind of get the win so it is going to be a really tough to call the playoffs this season have been unbelievably exciting and, and full of drama and hopefully we get the same today Absolutely, and I've got some hot news off the press for you. He's woken up this morning and he has nailed his colours to the mask. Virgo, we just chatted to for the NL Full-Time Podcast, thinks that Torquay will win it now. I think it'll be 3-2, but I don't know who to. <laughs> so I'll you... take 3-2, I'll take 3-2. I mean, there was a game of uh, rugby here yesterday, wasn't there? It was uh, quite a... We had on in our office, we were in the office, the rugby paper guys at the uh, Bristol Harlequins game on, and it was an absolute barnstormer so let's hope we have the uh, have the same today yeah and, it, and and god help pools or talkie if they go 28 nil down <laughs> i don't think there'll be any coming back from that but uh, thanks great to join you uh, and dave as well who's beavering away your socials, your glamorous yeah. assistant keeping the uh, socials up to date good to see you as well dave um obviously for you and i it's tragic that neither woken or all shot oh no i've said it again on national <laughs> podcast he tries no. to do that quiet <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nevertheless great to be here again for another final and any inkling any uh, any feeling in your water about how this might go yeah it's a difficult one to call I think Rob isn't it um, you sort of feel like you should back Torquay because of where they finished in the league and 
and, and bats are consistent. They've been probably for the most part this season, but you sort of get the feeling with Hartlepool, it, it feels like a really big day for them. They probably didn't expect to make it this far this season. You know, I think just to get into the playoffs was a massive achievement for them and Dave Challoner. Um, and of course, they've had to win through two games to get here. They had a big win against Stockport. Um, you know, it almost feels like it's, it could sort of be their moment, really, in a sense. But, you know, Torquay are so experienced with Gary Johnson. Just listening now to the, to the Hartleyball players coming out. Um, they're really going to be roared on today um, by these supporters. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a really close one, I think. Great stuff. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Matt. And uh, listeners, I don't really need to tell you about the atmosphere. That is the players coming out for the warm-up only. Both teams are out warming up. Hartlepool came out about 10 minutes before Torquay. Torquay have literally just come out now. Of course, cheers from the Gulls fans. Booze from the Hartlepool fans. Atmosphere's building nicely. About half an hour to go until kick-off. Joined by BBC T's commentator Rob Law. Just briefly before the game, an unchanged lineup for uh, Hartlepool and uh, the right decision for you? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a team that's, that's got them into this position. Uh, they played very well against a Stoke, uh, Stoke, uh, Stockport side that uh, that many thought Pools would, would struggle to get past. The the one big one is the, the goalkeeping situation. Brad James coming in on loan from Middlesbrough. Uh, ben Killip has been back in training for the past two weeks. And despite having a, a very strong clean sheet record, being very good for Pills this season, Brad James has had a few shaky moments, it has to be said, put in a really good, strong performance in that win against Stockport. So that is the one that I think might just catch a few people out, the fact that he's kept with James and maybe not reintroduced Killip, but I suspect Dave Challoner is putting faith in the players that got him to this point. Fantastic, Rob. Congratulations to you as well, getting to commentate on a National League final, something I aspire to and hopefully we'll get to do one day. Enjoy your day at Bristol City. You too, Rob. Cheers, mate. Making small changes to your lifestyle could improve your chances of staying healthier longer. Start now by taking our free How Are You quiz. Just search One You. Here come the teams. Paper stroke ticker tape. <laughs> we, we're definitely neutral listeners, but we've been showered by yellow ticker tape here. Luke's got his blue colouring pen out. <laughs> Two teams are just lining up now.
One thing I picked up on that was Gary Johnson doesn't know the words to the national anthem. <laughs> About to get on the way, Torquay are going to kick us off. They're kicking from left to right as we look. So the promotion final's about to get underway. There's no doubt that Torquay are going to come across louder, the fans, you know, where we're sat in the ground, but an incredible atmosphere. And as the game kicks off, my overriding thoughts are, this is where you're really going to find out about some of those players. Who is going to rise to the occasion and who's going to crumble? Yeah, I expect Hartlepool to start fast as well, actually. Here they go. Yeah, it's a header back in the end, but Luke Armstrong's been sniffing around already. I know it's Danny Wright, he's got a peroxide blonde haircut for the occasion as well. Yeah, and Reese Oates, although he didn't get the ball, the pressing he did then, the speed he ran at, he is a player in the form of his life, and he'll want to deliver today as Torquay attack, but uh, Hartlepool snuff it out. And the first corner of the game is won by Torquay. Corner comes in, header and it's in! Torquay have taken the lead in the seventh minute. And it's been disallowed. The referee has disallowed it. The assistant referee didn't. And a moment of magic for Torquay turns into a moment of heartache. They don't have the lead. What a start though. Luke in these opening minutes yeah it's a foul on Brad James I think in the end is what he gave it for but there's that much noise nobody saw but the referee pointed straight away Luke uh, I've seen the replays there's no foul on yeah. Brad James he wins the clear header in front of James and for me that goal should have counted Hartlepool's first corner Cole Lange drops it and there's a free kick yeah, it's a foul on the... I was waiting to see what had happened. The referee, quite a late whistle. Ventures Kovalan dropped it. No, uh, Rob from line. Rob from BBC Teams thought it was in, but it was always a foul on the goalkeeper. He took a while to give it. One thing's for sure, it's not a cagey start at all. Both sides have had a goal ruled out already. Played at a real tempo as well. Chest down, shot from the edge of the area by Torquay, but it's blocked... And it's just settled down a little bit now. We're approaching the half an hour mark. Not quite so frantic, but even as the game settles down, Luke, there's nothing in it, is there? No, I can't believe half an hour's gone already. It's been so fast. It's been a really enjoyable game, hasn't it? We've barely had time to take breath, have we? And, uh, and with an atmosphere better yeah. than we ever could have imagined. Both sides going for it, really. It's a really even game. Here's results, the danger, man. to Armstrong Armstrong shoots he's in off the bar Armstrong has scored he got in the way of the first effort and then he turned and fired it in off the bar and Hartlepool had the lead with 10 minutes to go until half time listen to the noise Rob what a finish in the end Great sniffing from Luke Armstrong. Oates prepared for the shot. It was blocked. Armstrong picked up the bits, turned around the corner and squeezed his shot home. 
brilliant, brilliant goal. It's the first blow. It's gone to the pools. And it's the pools that celebrate over on the far side. corner, Ferguson swinging it in oh he's also dead. oh he should have scored Oates, he came in and it was a free header and he didn't get anything on it I don't think in the end, he's ended up in the net but the ball hasn't corner to Hartlepool, a good tackle by Lewis after Reese Oates sped away here is Oates, free header, oh, great save by Cumberland and that is half time, that is the last action of the first half and Lucas Coverland's kept his side in it there right at the end and if Hartlepool don't go on to win this we're going to remember two key chances for Reese Oates the first one timed his run brilliantly but uh, he didn't get his header right that one he got everything right but so did Coverland and it's still tight 1-0 to Pools at half time but what a brilliant first half thoroughly enjoyed it Second half's about to get underway. And there we go, second half underway. Can Hartlepool hold on? Still no substitutes. Deep free kick for Torquay's headed down. And then it cannons off! The clearance cannons off a Torquay player and Black Brad James plucks it out of the sky underneath his crossbar. That would have been possibly the most bizarre goal ever if that one looped over to Brad James Luke. Yeah, can you imagine it after all that that's happened? Torquay score a goal like that. But yeah, um, Torquay fans getting frustrated, feel hard full of time wasting a little bit. They feel some of the decisions have gone against them as well. But uh, yeah, frustration clipping in a bit. Now Reese Oaks has gone down, maybe to waste a bit of time potentially. Here comes a corner. Coverland pushed away to the edge of the area. Here's Hollahan. He shoots. Great save from Coverland again. Shot comes in. Saved by James. Good save. Good save. Hall shot in the end. Good save by Brad James. Chalky in on the right hand side. Cross comes in. The head is there. And it's in the goal. But it's been disallowed again. Torquay fans won't believe it. Great cross in from the right-hand side from Winter. And up jumped Torquay United. Carl Cameron. You know what, Rob? The big clue was there was, wasn't much complaint that time from Torquay, was there? But terrific header. Yeah. Uh, James beaten again. 
but somehow Brad James and Hartlepool still have a clean sheet. Hartlepool are nine minutes plus added time away from the Football League. Brad James takes the goal kick, it ends up in touch, but he's rode his luck this afternoon. He's been beaten a couple of times, but illegally, according to referee Mathers. And uh, Hartlepool have something very, very precious within their grasp that they don't want to let go in these final few minutes. Final throw of the dice for Gary Johnson. Billy Waters coming on. Randall going off. Throw into Torquay. Held up by Evans. Finds Andrews. Andrews tries to get the cross in. It comes off the back of Scary. A Torquay substitute gives it straight back to Andrews so they can get away again. Andrews with a little chip ball in. He's going to find Lemonet Evans here inside the penalty area. Holding it up to the edge of the area. Back out to Andrews. Cross comes in. Headed up in the air by a Pools player. And then again by another Pools player. And uh, finally it's behind for another corner to Torquay. Luke, they know the fans. They know it's time. This is, the, this is the time they always score. Kovalan, who's had a great game, is up for the corner. Yeah, can he do an Allison? The corner's taken to the edge of the area. Knockdown header from a Hartlepool player. Back out to Andrews. Andrews tries to get it in. The cross is blocked. It finds touch. Hartlepool have defended this well. They turned the goal, a corner kick into a throw. Now it's spread to the other side by Torquay. And uh, Evans it is who's come off his man to collect the ball. Edited there. Right foot outside of the football in. Chest down the clearance. No handball, says the referee. He's going to come in again. Chip to the far post. Header down! And towards the goal. And I think it's another Torquay player who's arrived. And put it behind. Wow, what a finish. Do you know what? I think Danny Wright's header might have been going in and Waters came under the far post and put it over from about three yards out. But what drama. Torquay knocking on the door. Goalkeeper went up with sent back. I think if they get another corner, we will see Corbyn go up. Harley Paul are nearly there to six minutes of stoppage time. Six added minutes. For me, for me, Luke. I don't think the I don't think the first effort was going in. I think Waters had to try, but my goodness me, Torquay are going to leave it all out there. Deep ball in from Torquay, headed up in the air by a Hartlepool player. It's gone behind. It's another corner to Torquay and added time. And this time, Lucas Allison Becker Kovalan comes up from the back. Can he be the hero? Left-footed corner comes in. Is headed away by Zane Francis Angle. And he finds touch. Throwing taken quickly by Torquay. Cobbleland stays up. The ball's floated into the area. And he has done it! Lucas Cobbleland, the Torquay United keeper, has headed it home. In the 94th minute, oh my word, Hartlepool won, Torquay United won.
That was unbelievable. Second ball come in. He was his favourite. He came in and just beat the goalkeeper to it and headed it in. And well, we thought we'd see one dramatic Brazilian goalkeeper win it. That was another one, and we're going to go into extra time. Wow! I've never seen it live before. I've never been live at a game and seen a goalkeeper score a header and he's done it. Surely Torquay can't win this, can they now? Here's Andrews. He's come to the edge of the area. The shot comes in, it's blocked. Big shot. And that is it. Wow, what a finish. And we're going to go to extra time. Just listen to the noise at Ashton Gate. It's finished 1-0. And we've got more time. We've got added time. And we don't care because we love it. Yeah, wow. Well, the DJ's playing, or the stadium announcer's playing Destination Unknown. And we still don't know. He's going to be in the Football League. Extra time's about to start. Difference in mood now. Hartlepool fans aren't singing. Torquay fans are. Momentum's with the goals, you feel. We're heading for half-time in extra time. Corner to Torquay. Flicked on. Picked up inside the penalty area by another Torquay player. Cleared towards the touchline. But uh, it's uh, been picked up by Joe Lewis he's won another corner and Cobbleland's on halfway sniffing another opportunity Torquay now can choose to vary the tempo they've wrestled back 50% of the control of this one Amani Little with the corner right footed in swinger headed away strongly by a Hartlepool player and that is half time in extra time and we're still locked together at one all here we go then second period of extra time getting underway 15 minutes to go otherwise it's going to be penalties the Torquay fans are singing like they think it's done but it's not done is it and it's still one all and Hartlepool have got guts, they've got determination, they've got belief. And they haven't given up on this yet. There's still two ways they can win it. One during the extra time, two during the penalty shootout if there is to be one. And Luke, I'm going to push you on the spot. What do you reckon? Another goal in this or is it going to pens? I don't know. <laughs> Penalties, I think. That's my gut feeling too, but who knows in this uh, crazy, crazy game. Full time, what a game. I did call it last week saying it go to penalties. I thought it'd be a dour, dull draw and it got busy side on penalties. Anything but Rob, isn't it? It is, and uh, obviously both managers now have got to say, well, who have they got left? Armstrong can barely stand, but he wants to take a penalty, clearly. Kovalan was the key man to force extra time, but now it's a save-out 
between Brad James and Lucas Kovalan. Who can produce that one, maybe those two key saves that will help their side reach the EFL? Kovalan's on cloud nine, in after his goal, so interested to see what he do, what he'll do. But the way it's gone so far, been so topsy-turvy. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply doesn't work that way. Even a quick look at the message, a quick reply, affects your concentration and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. So we're ready to get underway with penalties. It's going to be at the end where the TV gantry is, so there's no fans situated in there. Both sides are lined up on the touchline, arms around each other. Brad James and Lucas Kovalan. Kovalan's already been a hero once, will he be a hero once again? It's going to be Hartlepool to step up first, Nicky Featherston. Here we go then. Featherston against Kovalon. Kovalon saves! Well, he's turned into Superman all of a sudden. He's waving his arms about. It was very casual the way he saved that then. And it's advantage Torquay already. It is, but so many times I've seen the team that miss first go on to win so it's early days and here comes um, Billy Waters for Torquay Brad James arms stretched out wide Waters misses the target and ends up laying prone on the ground nil nil after one each can we have any more drama? Waters just uh, he slipped on his backside as he put that wide. These penalties might go on forever as well now. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Luke Armstrong, who's virtually on one leg by the end. Armstrong against Coverland. Oh, Coverland saved it again! He did look miles off his line, but he saved it, and it's still nil-nil in the shootout. Has one man ever done any more to help his team win a final? Two out of two from Coverland. Oh yeah, and a goal to boot. Here's Danny Wright. He's Mr. Reliable from the spot normally got to be the main penalty taker tucked a few away this season cool calm it's been kept quiet by little during the game right steps up and he hits the bar and it's nil nil after two penalties each this will be one one nil on penalties here Kovlan was only about three yards off his line for that other one, wasn't he? Watch this, look how far off his line he is. 
It's, it's going to be uh, Mark Shelton. Shelton, can he score? He does score. The first penalty in the shootout that has been scored. And Coverland's let a penalty in. What's he playing at, Luke? Yeah, he's rooted to the spot. Now here comes Asa Hall. Normal penalty take of a talkie, isn't he? Yeah, Asa Hall. A little bit fussy about where the ball is on the spot. Lots of booze from the poolies. Asa Hall steps up and smashes it down the middle as James dives away to his left. So... One all after three each. What a penalty for me, Sir Hall. Uh, it's going to be Jack Sterry. And Andrews uh, may have gone off, but he's leading cheerleader, making people leave the booze in the talkie fans. Sterry against Corvalon. The wind gets up, the yellow paper's blowing everywhere around us. Has he got one more saving in yet? Sterry against Kovalan. Oh, great penalty into the low, hard and low. I thought Kovalan was going to get that, but he didn't. He went the right way, but it was too far in the corner. Great penalty from Skerry. And now we're going to see, I think, Joe Lewis step up for Torquay. It's pulls two, Torquay one. Torquay have got... Uh, a penalty in hand yeah Brad James just trying to psych out Joel Lewis Lewis steps up oh sends James the wrong way nestles in the inside netting and we're all square again two all after four each well, there's Luke Molyneux, who hasn't touched the ball yet. Brought on for this specific situation. His socks are rolled around his ankles like he's been on for the old game. He's not. But he, he, he's rushing up to the... He looked very eager going up to the penalty spot. He's up against Kovalan. There is Molyneux. Oh, and that's why he's been brought on. What a penalty for Molyneux. What a substitution for Dave Tallinder. Armani Little. Little has to beat Brad James here or it's all over. Luke, you call it while I film it. Yeah, Armani Little then against Brad James. Scores. 3 3 on penalties. And Luke, we're now in to the players. We're now into the players that weren't up for taking a penalty. Uh, is that is that Elliot coming forward? I can't quite yeah, see. It's Danny Elliot, yeah. This might go Europa League uh, final distance here. You might have the goalkeepers taking it. Elliot against Kovalan. Good penalty from Elliot. He just waited for Kovalan to dive, sent him the wrong way. And now it's the Torquay's main man, the star man, Conor Lemahey Evans. Can't yeah. even say his name. <laughs> He's had a heck of a season, but he has to score here. Finally, after four misses, 
everybody started scoring every penalty and Lemon Hay Evans who's cleaned up with a player of the season awards at Playmore is going to step up right footed against Brad James can James find the save no rooted to his spot he hesitated he didn't dive Evans scores and we're all square at four each after six each another great penalty for Lemon Evans Canada Torquay fans yeah Ryan Donaldson stepping up now won a playoff final before with Cambridge Coverland trying to make himself as big as possible Van Donaldson scores sends Coverland the wrong way Matt Boos the last the fourth and final of the Torquay substitutes to enter the fray this afternoon what a quite brilliant occasion it's been it's shame enough to be a loser isn't it Rob yeah I've seen Brad James a lot I've seen him save penalties this season surely he can save one Buse James has saved it Harlepool are promoted he tips it onto the bar and this dramatic game ends with Harlepool being promoted it wasn't a bad penalty from Buse it's a fantastic save by James there's some people on the pitch it's definitely over what a final it's just as I said, Rob, it's a shame they can't share the trophy and go up together. It's amazing, Luke, and we have to see the replays, but for me, the penalty would have probably just gone in under the bar, but James got fingertips on it. He got it onto the bar, and Hartlepool United are in the Football League. It's heartbreak for Torquay, and the side that I've only ever known heartache... It's not heartache for Hartlepool. It's blue flares, it's blue smoke. Aston Gate is blue. And Hartlepool have done it. Dave Challoner has done it. been a quite incredible occasion here at Ashton Gate. We've had a little bit of a delay for the presentations because a lot of the Hartlepool fans have had to be ushered back off the pitch, but we're close to that moment now. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the 3,000 poolies behind them as we look on from the press box. What a show of guts and determination for Hartley Pool 
to hang in in extra time and win it on penalties. The players now break away from the trophy presentation and they run towards their own supporters to join them in celebration. Hartlepool United are in the Football League. Dave Challoner is a Football League manager. Jeff Stelling supports the Football League club again. And poor old uh, Torquay United who've played their part in a quite brilliant, brilliant final. have got to do it all again next year under Gary Johnson now. The Pools team lift the trophy again in front of their fans this time. And the celebrations continue here at Ashton Gate. Lucas, you know, could have been a, and was uh, our hero, saving two penalties and early on, and then obviously scoring his goal. Um, unfortunately, uh, his teammates missed three penalties and you're not going to win a, a final if you're missing three penalties. And, um, you know, it's so it's disappointing because we, we thought we might have had two goals during the game that uh, would have put us a... You know, sort of clear of them a little bit. And uh, I've asked the referee to come back to me and, and have a look at the video and let me know if he still thinks that they were uh, fouls for the goals. But um, I've been around a long time and a thousand times I've asked that to, over the seasons and never has a referee come back to me and said, uh, sorry about that one. But I guess for yourself, as, as much as it hurts right now, it's just a matter of dusting yourself down and, and preparing as best you can for next season. I guess yeah. scant, scant consolation, but you'll have a few more weeks to prepare now. No, that's right. Well, it's, it's, it's like grieving. You know, we've got to grieve for a couple of weeks and then obviously you have to, um, once you've done that, you, you gradually get over it and then we start building again for, for next year. But at the moment, myself, the staff and every all the players were, you know, inconsolable um, in the dressing room. What do you say? Um, and it was only when our CEO came in uh, with some beers and, and said, lads, you've had a great season. Um, unlucky, it's a lottery of the penalties. And, he, you know, he was Mr. Mr. Motivator because it was it was very quiet up till then and we thank him for that. But, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a fantastic game, really, because both sets of players gave everything, gave everything. And, um, you know, it went to and fro, it went one way, then the other way. Go down to penalties, you know, nobody needs to lose. But uh, I still say there should always be two two teams going up from uh, the, the conference. And I think <laughs> I still say that um, the National League should be uh, a League Three. And so I can get everybody promoted. Uh, hearty congratulations, Dave. It's great to speak to you as a Football League manager because we... I think your your playoff journey has been out at the first stage the first time, get to the final the second time, and for what, the third time in four years you're in it again, and this time you're a winner. How does that feel? It feels amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, you, you come into these playoff scenarios knowing that it, it becomes a bit of a lottery, um, and I suppose that at the end of that game was, was the ultimate lottery. Um, and when... When you've got our first or our best two penalty takers miss and their best two penalty takers miss, you, you sort of 
you start questioning what's what's going on a little bit. Um, but just like I say, massively delighted, made up for the for the players. Um, this is a group of lads who were back in June when we came back were trialists, were lads who'd been discarded from other clubs, and we spoke about giving them a platform to to go and perform. What we've we've done is, I suppose, looked at where we were at, reassessed, brought in some lone players that have been massively important to us, and and the, the group now has a chance of, of staying together um, because, like I say, our scenario as a football club, as everyone would be, is massively different between being a national league club and being a football league club. So, um, hopefully, good times ahead. Like I say, there's been uh, a lift of, of positivity around the the football club stuff off off the field is. Is is looking is looking good. Um, us being back in the football league will will only aid that process and, and absolutely made up for the uh, for the supporters. Um, I'm not sure there was massive social distancing going on over that far side. If I'm perfectly honest, and I'm not sure there was only six thousand on the ground, but um, amazing atmosphere. Um, I'm, I'm one that I'll remember because we've won. But I spoke to the players before and, and everyone regardless of winning or losing, we'll, we'll be better for that experience. And um, although I don't want to go through the mill again like that, um, if the results are the same at the end, we'll absolutely take it. Here we are then, heading out of Ashton Gate, about six hours after we entered it. <laughs> it's been a long day, but what an enjoyable game. And it's one that will live long in the memory, won't it, Rob? It will. I think for me, in so many ways, it's the best final of the four that uh, we've looked at uh, that we've called, if you like, for, for NL full-time. It wasn't Wembley, but my goodness me, um, in many ways it felt better because that uh, uh, atmosphere in the ground, closer to the pitch, a smaller pitch, and two teams that just never knew they were beaten and two teams that just couldn't be separated for so for so long. Even in the penalty shootout, that was just crazy when the first four penalties were either missed or saved. And then we had a, a long run of them all flying in until poor uh, Matt Boos uh, ended up being the victim of a fantastic save by Brad James. It was Kovalan um, of the two keepers that had previously started to write the headlines on the day with his goal and two early magnificent penalty saves. But uh, as Challoner said, James went from a little bit villain earlier on to uh, hero in the end and heel. I've played no bigger part as anybody to get um, to get Hartlepool into the National League. They've been a credit this season. They've been absolutely brilliant. Resotes, it wasn't quite his day, but he gave us all and he came off and others came on to, to do their bit. Uh, so congratulations, Dave Challoner. Congratulations, Jeff Stelling. Congratulations, Mark Carroll. Congratulations, everybody connected with Hartlepool and all the very best in the EFL. Yeah, we've got one more show left where we're going to go through our predictions that we did at the start of the season, which seems ages ago. Well, it was. And uh, that is it. Thank you very much for listening to NL Full Time. Subscribe to us via all good podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter at NL Full Time. And it's the same on Instagram as well. Until then, look after yourselves and we'll see you all very soon.